Happy New Year and welcome to the final Board Game Thing podcast of this series, concluding another 12 episodes of Madness. We're going to have a little look back about what we've been up to, uh, uh, channel that kind of end-of-year party vibe that you get on the last day of school. Uh, Andy Bush here, we've got Brian, we've got Louise, powered by Zatu Games. Uh, If this is the final day of term, in many ways, you remember when you were back at school you used to get to bring a uh, toy in. What did you used to bring in? What would you have brought in when you were like a 10-year-old kid? Louise, first. Bushy, this is so funny because you mentioned this when we weren't recording earlier and I had never even heard of this. So I think that um, this is, again, a British-Irish thing. We never got to bring toys into school, ever, ever, ever. Never allowed to bring a no, toy. So that's one of the main things about. So to bring me through kids. it. So would it be like a like a show and tell type thing? Everyone would get up and say what they brought in no, and why they liked bring, it. Type you bring thing? like games in and play oh, play oh, with oh, other oh. kids. <laughs> Someone would inevitably bring a Game Boy in or something. It's not an AA. The, the two AA of them just looked at me like, no, like that's not it at all. Yeah, so I mean, you brought the toy in and then uh, and then you just played with it. There was no there was no show and tell. Uh, I mean, like, for example, for me, I remember specifically bringing in a electronic plug inable game I had called Caveman. Uh, and it was back in the day, you remember in the 80s, all uh, electronic toys had a power adapter that you could fry a, a flipping egg on because it got that hot. <laughs> and they used to take turns playing on that. Brian, what did you bring in when you were like 10 years old? Uh, Kaplunk, which was a mistake in retrospect because I think I lost about 10% of the balls and 10% of the sticks. So. <laughs> a lot of spikes in that game yeah, as well. Yeah, quite, yeah. Quite, quite deadly for kids. So I feel bad for you. I mean, another. No, I don't mean this in a bad way. I don't want to cause any, any friction, Louise, but sometimes when we do get an insight into your childhood, it does sound like Angela's Ashes, that book. <laughs> Bush's board game thing. So look, it's it's a brand new year. Um, uh, people are still, I guess, in the midst of uh, probably just starting to go back to work or logging back on again uh, in in this week that this podcast is released. So we we've asked on our uh, on our Instagram at board game thing. Um, if you made up a game with your family, or you, you've made up games within the family that you've played to pass the time, particularly during slightly slow festive period, tell us about it. So, is there any ones that have jumped out for you guys that you want to share? Because you know this is a, this is a board game podcast, but I love it when people make games up as well. So I checked this out on social media, Bush, and this person said, "I have a game when you are driving. It's called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. The rules are uh-huh. to see a plane." train and car through only the front windscreen at the same time. I feel like that's Whoa. like impossible, right? That feels like that's... it's very unlikely. Zero points unless all three are visible at the same time in the front windscreen. Extra points for a boat too. And they've mm. also said they've Imagine copyrighted that. this. Imagine looking out the front window of your car or the windscreen as some people call it. I call it the front window. And in, in your view, you've got a plane up there, you've got a train going down the side, you've got a boat just meandering in the background and other cars. That's, that's unbelievable. I feel like they're setting themselves up there. That's feel, that feels like it's very, very unlikely. Low scoring game, that one. Uh, Joshua Daniels says, Hi, board game thing. My brother and I created a game called Human Pinball, which involves a hallway, a goal at both ends, and a half each. You can only hit the ball when it was in your half and you had to try and score. Maximum of two touches per attempt. One was usually used to save the other shot. What about that? It's a great little game. If you've still got another week or so's holiday left in your your mum and dad's house, try Human Pinball with Joshua Daniels. That's going to go wrong. Come on, it's going to always, there's always going to end, as my mother would say, that's going to end in tears. Mm. It's going to end in tears. 
Uh, I got one here from Matt Field. It's called Locked In. I like this one because it, it um, it's fun, but it also combines my other favourite pastime, which is terrorising your own kids. Um, right, okay. I put my hand under my kids' armpits and ask them questions. When they get it wrong, they get tickled. I love that. I absolutely love that. Game. And I'm going to do that this very afternoon. So what? So you put your hand under your kids' armpits, make them yep. close their, their arms on your hand, and then if they yep. get it wrong, the they thought tickle. of getting tickled is 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 worse than actually being tickled. <laughs> so there's that that element of terror in there. That's an amazing. Game. I love it. That's an amazing game. Uh, keep these coming in. Any other games? We'll, we'll spread the love and tell people about them because they're definitely going to try and play that before I have to get back to work. Uh, at board game thing uh, on Instagram. Um, so yeah, the final episode of the series and stuff as well. I've been playing a lot of sports games. Does that make me quite a boring person? Um, as, you, as you know, Louise, Brian and I are both football fans. I've got this amazing um, uh, football or soccer game called Soccer Blast. So it's an American company that make it uh, called Play.com. A guy called Keith Avalone makes a load of good sports simulation games over there. And do you know what I'm doing, Louise? I'm going back to the beginning of Everton's 2020-2021 football season and I'm going to replay the entire season using Everton from Soccer Blast. And I've just played the first game, which was against Brian's team Spurs, and we've lost 1-0, even though in the real game, we won 1-0. It's like an alternate reality. How, how bad is it that you're, even you're playing a fantasy version of Everton, and even they're worse than the real Everton? It's terrible, isn't it? It's just, I'm just looking for... Uh, this is why I love board games, because it's good escapism. But when, when you, your sports team is so bad... You, you just try and find solace in anything, Louise. It must be quite liberating for you um, because you're not you don't you're not a football fan mm-hmm. as, as such. Your weekends aren't ruined by, like, say, Brian and I's weekends ruined quite frequently by Tottenham and Everton. You don't have you're not burdened with that in any way at all. Do you do you follow um, Gaelic? I don't follow Gaelic uh, football. football. I'm, uh, football's never. I I do. I used to play Pro Evolution on on the PlayStation, but that's as far as it went. Oh. Um, I had an ex boyfriend who was obsessed with it and would play it all the time. And it was the case of sort of if you can't beat him, join him. So I started playing yeah. Pro Ev, and I got better than him and started beating him all the time. So I wasn't allowed to play Ooh, anymore. Recipe <laughs> so. Yeah, but Louise, let me just. Can you just hold your thumbs up to the camera, please? So there we go. There's my thumb. Uh, yeah, they're good. They're, they are strong. They're, they're good, good thumbs, thumbs, aren't they? They're very strong thumbs. Very thick at the bottom. He would have to, like, he would bring skill and stuff into Pro Evolution. I would keep it really simple by just pressing the square. And it would just, it, it won every time. And he would have, like, um, sort of um, people over on a Saturday night to play Pro Evolution football. And I'd yeah. just kick all their asses. It was great, like. There's nothing more scary than someone who doesn't really know, no offence, but someone doesn't quite know what they're doing. Because you, you, you don't know how to defend to them. I remember doing a radio show in Bristol um, and my co-presenter Paulina who was a lo- lovely lady um, but like a little bit away with the fairies and all that kind of stuff uh, we went to like a professional poker uh, evening run by Sky One or whatever the, the TV channel and she won a load of games she'd never played poker before in her life she didn't know what she was doing but no one knew how to play her because you couldn't predict the unpredictable <laughs> and she cleaned up she won quite a few games she was like the Eddie Gordo of, uh, of poker who's that? Eddie Gordo from Tekken 3 Eddie Gordo, he was the guy that would do all the breakdancing. And famously, people who couldn't play Tekken very well would choose Eddie Gordo. And if you just mash a load of buttons, he would just do all these amazing moves. Eddie Gordo? I've never heard of Eddie Gordo. God bless Eddie Gordo. Eddie Gordo, he was the the breakdancing guy from Tekken 3. Uh, Louise, help me out here. I have no idea. If you've heard of Eddie Gordo, get in touch at Board Game Thing, back Brian up. But what happens like when your team are so s***? 
that it just becomes kind of depressing? Do you get to move off? Do you get to change? What's... Yeah, yeah, you do. You get to go and support Man City, which is what Andy did for a little bit. <laughs> Never. Uh, it was Liverpool, then it was Man City, then it was Man U for a bit, wasn't it? Oh my, Chelsea. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine just changing football. That's why I like. You know, I'm a big. I've, I've bored everyone about it before, but I am a big fan of. Uh, they're called sports simulation board games, and what they do is American companies do them where you they've got all the statistics for a year, and you can go back, say, the 1981 football season, and then replay that and almost type of recast the die and see what would happen in a, you know, in a, in a parallel universe if you made a few changes to the formation and everything. So it allows you a what-if scenario, Louise. That's the thing. And you're still losing. Still, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, still. still oh, losing. I know, I'm really sorry. so sad. Quite tempted to write up a match report of the first game. Would that be, pushing, would that be stepping over the, the line a little bit? What, a match report of your of my game? Because there's, there's a, um, a football sport, like a sports board game, simulation board game uh, Facebook page that, group that I'm part of. Shall I do them a match report? Because they do match reports of their American football games, they do. Yeah, I don't wrong with that, that. There's shades of when, when, you know when people get to cup finals in a football manager, yeah. they wear suits, don't they? Yeah, it's a bit... They wear suits to sit in front of their computer. <laughs> it's a bit of that. And they lead out, lead, out, lead out one of their kids as a mascot before they start the game. But yeah, why not? Why not do that? Uh, so let's move off that a little bit. Let's talk about um, looking forward into 2022, uh, a brave new year. Um, is there a game that you're looking forward to playing or playing more of in 2022, you two? Well, you know, I love a murder doc, but actually we ended up watching four or five hours of a new one called Buried last night and it was just brilliant. Oh, um, so board game wise, I'm... What happens in it? What happens in Buried? Does someone get buried? So Spoiler. it's actually about a buried, it's actually about a buried memory. It's about a girl who um, oh. in 1979 remembers that her father killed her best friend when they oh, right. were eight years old. Oh, right. Just, you know, some light viewing. Wow. Whatevs. Okay. Uh, it's on Sky imagine, Actually, imagine if it's not and it's, it's just a really light-hearted look at the smoothie industry. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? So, why do they do it? Why do they do it in the in the style of a Talking Heads? Not I love the nineteen eighties. <laughs> do you remember Stuart Marconi game? Do you remember that time? It's <laughs> clearly never seen the clip. Killed her best friend. Never seen the clip. And then he comes on at the end, and uh, uh, Del Boy falls through the bar. You can see him going. Sorry, Louise. Absolute classic. Yeah, love a murder doc. So I'm very much looking forward to betrayal at House on the Hill. Yes. Uh, loads of tension with this one, I would imagine. Can I? Can I just say? Uh, you don't know. I like this. Look, I, I've, this is a legendary game. I just don't. There's mm. a, I feel there's a word missing in the title. Does the title read well for you? Betrayal at Betrayal House. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Sounds like a Yorkshire person saying it. Betrayal at House on Hill. House on the Hill. It should be betrayal at the, in or, the or House, in the on, house the on the Hill. There's a word missing from the title. I've, I've always felt that. It, it, is it a is it a well known game, Bushy? Oh yes, yeah, a le- legendary game. It's one of those ones where. There was this kind of spate of games where one of you might be the traitor and one of them, it's one versus all, or you work against the other player. So it's one of those. And it's, you know, it's a bit like a, it's a bit like um, Lovecraftian where you've got this kind of haunted house uh-huh. and one of you, one player's trying to kill the other players. Sorry, Louise, give me, give me the title again because I want to workshop this title out a little bit. Let's Betrayal. Just what is it? Betrayal at mm-hmm. House on the Hill. At, yeah. I just like house the fact that all players need to work together if they want to get out of the hallways. Uh, but having said that, yeah, you're right, Bushy. One of us might be the traitor in secret. Also, just to just to diverge for one second, there's also a game called Pandemic out. Why on earth would anyone want to play that in 2022? We've just lived it. I know it's the last thing, genuinely. Although it is one of the most famous famous board games out there and a brilliant cooperative or solo game. Uh, do you really want? Do you want to want to play that? I've got it. What? Got Go it, guys. Right, I've got it. You know how like in um in the Social Network film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the guy that comes in and says to the guys, "Hey, 
you should just call it Facebook, not the Facebook. Drop the the. I reckon house. Betrayal at house. Betrayal at house. Was it betrayal at house on the hill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be betrayal at Hill House. Betrayal at Hill House. That sounds like a nursing home. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fine, don't take my advice then. Fine, fine. If the makers of betrayal at Hill House... It's like, betrayal at Hill House sounds like uh, Kenny, one of the carers at Hill House, has been nicking money off the residents in their purses and stuff. Uh, Apparently he's been getting them to sign cheques, he's been going down there and spending all sorts of the money. That happened, we used to run no people's home, and that happened in our house. And my dad, right... My dad had to put one of the, one of the, he wasn't doing it. My, the, one of the staff was stealing money out of the old women's bags, so my dad caught Who them. Who could do that? He caught them. This woman. He put a camera in a cardboard box and put it on the shelf of the old lady's room to make it look like it was a decoration. And video recorded the girl nicking the money out of the bag, and they she that got brilliant. So your dad, in order to sort of solve a, a minor crime, committed a major crime by filming elderly ladies <laughs> honey trap. privately in the their honey trap operation. Uh, my, as a result, my friends call my dad, still to this day, Petrocelli, because they think he's some kind of uh, detective and he's got a moustache. Yeah, all right, so Betrayal at Hill House. That's what Louise is looking forward to playing. Brian, what game are you looking forward to playing in 2022? I love... So you know me, I love it when things go wrong and there's blame to be apportioned out. So that's why I really can't wait. And I want us to do it if we do it next season. Uh, play Cryo. Have you heard of Cryo? I have heard of this. This looks... This is. This would be a polarising game because there's like a robot with like a big laser gun in the front. Is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, sort of. It's like a... Basically, what happens is... Um, a ship crashes on the surface of a really cold planet. Yeah. You've got to save as many of your crew members as possible because when the sun goes down, uh, they all die, which this is right up my street. I love it. Sounds like a night out in uh, like Northumberland or something like that. You're free, absolutely freezing. And there's been an anonymous act of sabotage as well. So I lo- Also, you can't go wrong when you have a bit of sabotage in a game. Love a bit of sabotage. Um, a game we've never managed to play, uh, which we must at some point play, is, of course... Um, Battlestar Galactica, which is the the oh, ultimate yeah. traitor game. I've never watched the uh, the modern series. Brian's a big fan of. They did a they do like a limited run of it. They redid it on because uh, it obviously was in the seventies and eighties when I was a kid. Yeah, they did. They did. It's uh, supposedly, and I've watched half of it. I got bored towards the end. Um, one of the best ever sci fi TV shows of all time. But the problem is, it was on the Sci Fi Channel. And the Sci-Fi Channel does some great stuff, but they always have, they're not quite, the budgets aren't quite, so there's always a little bit of like, oh, this is brilliant, I'm really in the moment now, and then they'll cut to a bit where there's really dodgy CGI, and you're like, like, you've taken me out of the moment. It's something about, I wonder if, because there's a few programmes like that, like another great board game that people love and have a special place in their heart for is Firefly, which is a, was like one series thing. I wonder if there's something in, if a, if a program gets cancelled and there's a board game about it, people love it even more because they know that it's never coming back again. It's mm. like a, it's almost like a, you're continuing the, the, the love of it beyond its lifespan. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you know what game I'm looking forward to playing in 2022? Um, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. I think it's out in like next month. Is, have you ever heard of Stardew Valley, the, the, the computer game? No. So it's, it's a game that's, that's taken the world by storm. It's, it's got 8-bit graphics. It's made by one guy, and it's a farming simulator. You, you leave the city, and you go to this, and you set up your own little farm. But even though the graphics look like something you might have played on your, your dad's ZX Spectrum back in the late 80s, it's all actual proper farming, so you can grow crop, um, harvest it, sell it at the local market. You can build up relationships and have like boyfriends and girlfriends. It's an, ama- it's an amazing game. It's one of those games that looks dead basic, but there's loads to it. And they've done a, a board game of 
uh, Stardew Valley, which is coming out next month, and it's supposed to be really, really good. So I love the idea so of that. So basically, go around, buy and sell flowers, uh, get married, settle down, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just uh, go on like dates with people who might have a drink problem or something like that. It just seems like small town living. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Also, weirdly, just talking about video games making the crossover into uh, board games. Uh, huge fan of uh, Skyrim. You know, Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, all those you know, those video games made by. Beth- how do you say it? Bethesda? Is that, is that how you say the name of the games company? I would say Beth Bethesda. Bethesda. It's an it's a it's a place in America, isn't it? It's a town in America or something, isn't it? Louise, do you want to weigh in on how to say Beth, 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 Spell it for me there. B-E-T-H-E-S-D-A. Bethsta. Bethsta. If you're from that area, uh, you're an American listener. We do have some American listeners to this podcast. How on earth do you say the damn thing? That's what I want to know. Uh, but they're making a, a board game version of, uh, of Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls game, which, which uh, will be good. Someone I knew once, uh, and what they wanted to do is when one of the last Skyrim games came out, one of the last big ones, they wanted to try and do the entire game with no conflict. <laughs> so their entire thing was just just to walk around, not fight anybody, not just try and do their own thing and see how far they could get without having to fight anybody, which I quite I like that. Or just like work like in, just that. hang out in the tavern or whatever and just do run errands yeah, for people and stuff like just that. Just earn money by, you know, I imagine, was it... Uh, cobbling shoes and stuff, or, or, you know, or constantly, constantly collecting niln root, or whatever that that um, that um, little plant is that glows and makes a weird noise in in Skyrim. Pretty sure they gave up because it was quite boring for them, I imagine. <laughs> Uh, but I like I like that I like the cut of that jib. So that, there are a couple of games that are coming out. Some other games that you might want to keep an eye out for in the new year: uh, The Thing, the board game, one of the greatest science fiction books and movies of all time, is going to be. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, not John Carpenter's The Thing. Get it right, mate. Come on. Well, there's he has a, to have his name in front of it. There's there's some really there's a few different the thing board games out there. There was one that you can't get hold of for love nor money, and I wonder whether this is a remake of that, or we'll have to see what what happens. But that sounds kind of cool. Another traitor game. Nemesis Lockdown is an expansion for a uh, science fiction game that Brian and I and a couple of other friends have played online. Uh, during the lockdowns, but we never managed to get to play it face-to-face. But it's a little bit like the movie Alien. You've been hunted on this futuristic starship by these terrifying aliens rattling around in the, in the vents. That's an expansion for that. Stardew Valley is out uh, tail end of this month, apparently. Uh, Peaky Blinders Escape Game. Peaky Blinders no, Escape. No, what about that? No. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I know this is a board game podcast i know that we're sponsored by our lovely friends at zatu games uh, i will have i will not endorse any sort of peaky blinders game because it just encourages people it just encourages people to have peaky blinders would you would you have gone to the peaky blinders they didn't they do a peaky blinders festival or it's festival com- yeah yeah it just encourages people to get silly haircuts and pretend to be gangsters from factories and stuff i don't know i'm t- two things i think i heard it on a different podcast someone said that their hairdresser once said to them one of the most traumatic times in their life was in the year that Peaky Blinders came out <laughs> people were rocking up and asking for haircuts oh to look like Peaky Blinders and secondly I saw at Peterborough Station a you know when you see two you know that bit in Love Actually where they at the beginning they say oh go to if you're ever sad go to airports and you'll see people just meeting you know and they're having a, you know they're, they're, they've, they're, they're meeting after being apart Embracing and they're just so happy and stuff like that yeah there was this uh, late teens girl meeting her boyfriend. Uh, she was dressed normally. He got off the train. He was in, I would say, full Peaky Blinders oh regalia. And oh. you, could just, you could just see, and he was like embracing her and kissing her. And you could tell she was just like, 
Oh, the fuck? That, that, that face oh, that God. girls have got when they've got to sit in, the, uh, you know, an overly souped up um, sports car that their boyfriend's got. Yes. Wearing, wearing, yes. wearing seatbelts over both shoulders and he's got a tiny steering wheel, that kind of thing. Louise, your thoughts on yeah. the Peaky Blinders outfit uh, in terms of men, I guess? Look, it depends. You know, obviously when Killian Murphy's rocking it in the actual show, there is nobody on earth that looks better than him. He looks right. incredible. But like your average Joe trying to do it is just so pathetic um, and ridiculous. And it feels like the minute Brian told that story, I could just tell that poor girl got the ick as soon as he got off the train. She was like, oh no, mate, you've blown it. You've done it. We're over. It's done. Do um, Is it only girls that get the ick? Or can, no. can fellas get the ick as well? Boys can get the ick too, yeah. When we were growing up in Dublin, we called it the repulsion. Uh, but you guys over here call it the ick. <laughs> so the, the repulsion, repulsion is like, sounds like a I, nightclub. And I remember a guy saying to me, like, being I really know upset. he's got the repulsion now. Yeah, I remember got a guy saying to me, you, all you, over ha- him. you have the repulsion, don't you, for me? And I'd be like, no, why? And he'd be like, I can just see it on your face. So the repulsion is just like, you can't, there's no going back from it. What is there one thing that uh, that would make give you the repulsion on someone? Like, what, what kind of things, Louise? Like, it could be, you know, if they can't park properly or it wow. could be like you know something of a big one shoes what shoes they wear like you know <laughs> if they wear what's bad jeans. shoes tell us about bad shoes what's a bad shoe a bad shoe is a shoe that's like shiny with like a square toe at the top oh yeah you know Brian nothing, bad, nothing bad about that Louise <laughs> square <laughs> toe and then like what about, a, what, about a, what about a square toe shoe with a buckle on it like eh? oh yes what about those those slippers or those climbing shoes where you've got individual pockets for each toe? Oh yeah, those like <laughs> creepy toe socks, horrific. Um, or like but a, a boot cut jean, a boot cut jean. No, boot cut jean. Oh I, god. I want to go back to your your statement that men don't get the ick. I think you're wrong about that. I think they do think get the men, ick. No, they do, but they bury it. Oh okay. I think men will in, men will endure a lot more to get yeah to get what they need yeah. Men will enjoy a lot more to get with it. Whereas women will be like, oh God, he oh he has a money clip. Oh, I don't like him. Ew, Whereas men will be like, clip. yeah, sure. I don't like anything about her and, and she's a terrible person. But yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a chance. I've got a chance. <laughs> so, so Louise, think about um, Tom, your other half that you love very yeah. much. You guys, you know, have got a lovely flat together and you, you, you're having, you know, a good time and all that kind of stuff. Imagine Tom as you know him now, as you can picture him in your mind and as you love him. Don't but, do this to me, Bush. Don't do this to me. Imagine he's got a long little fingernail that he grows quite long that he uses to put, poke the ends of his rollies in. Roll, rolled up cigarettes. What would that be? Would that be an ick type scenario? Of course it would. Long nails is like the sign of an absolute pervert. Like, okay, let me let me take it further. Then um, you and Tom are out on a romantic date. Yeah. You have a lovely dinner together. Then you go to a pub afterwards. You walk in. And then he goes, he says quite loudly at the bar, I want two pints by order of the Peaky Blinders. Oh my <laughs> good lord. I just can't. Oh my god, I, I feel like we've sick, ruined guys. Anyway, anyway, Peaky Blinders available to buy very soon from uh, Zati Games. <laughs> Uh, that is out. That is out. Uh, yeah, almost imminently, actually. Peaky, Peaky Blinders escape game. The escape might be getting out of the relationship. Uh, right, so let, let's let's find out a board game fact of the week as we start a brand new year here on Board Game Thing. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Because it's the final um, episode of the season, guys, uh, I thought I'd just do a random fact, because there's no theme about today's episode, is, it? is there? So I'm just going to do a random... Give- what I'm going to do is I'm give you a choice of two facts. Okay. Right, You can have a fact either about Queen Elizabeth, yeah, 
Right. Not not the original one, our Queen Elizabeth, the modern one, not the old one. Right. Or uh, Cowboys. Entirely up to you. Cowboys. Let's go Cowboys. Andy? Cow- you don't I'm, want the one about Lewis. Queen Elizabeth? Uh, no, I love Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> Did you know, right, Cowboys were way more likely to wear bowler hats than cowboy hats. Well, that's that's like uh, getting the outfit completely wrong. That's ruining the whole yeah. vibe. So if you if you were happened upon by a load of cowboys in the eighteen sixties or whatever in the Wild West, they were more likely to be wearing a bowler hat than they were a cowboy hat. It's just a thing that Hollywood has come up with. It's the same thing we talked about before with Vikings and the horned helmets. Oh yeah. So is it like a like a Stetson? Is a Stetson a um, uh, the Stetson yeah, was made up? That's the. It was it wasn't made up. It was a it was a particular type of hat. But cowboys didn't really wear it because obviously, if you think about it, it's going to be more expensive because it's got more fabric. Yeah, so just a little bowler hat would have would have done the trick. But imagine seeing yeah. a cowboy going around a bowler hat, be like, "What the hell? What the hell's going on? This is ridiculous." Is that a, is that a, is that a gang of butlers coming towards me? <laughs> or is, it, is it a gang of, of cowboys? That's a fantastic. Um, there you go. Fact. That's a great fact. But you know what? I feel like because it's the last episode, I feel like I should give you two for one. I should give you the Queen Elizabeth. Okay, fact go as on. Well. Go on, go on, go on. Okay, guess, guess what f- fast food restaurant Queen Elizabeth owns. She so this owns is the a fast modern, food restaurant. Modern queen, not the old, ma- massive old one. Modern, not the one with no teeth and who was a virgin, allegedly. Uh, um. The new one, who uh, is Queen Elizabeth II. Is it a, is it a British one? Uh, no, it's an American, American Wendy's, 100% restaurant. Wendy's. Oh, yeah, so Wendy's. Queen Elizabeth owns, owns a Wendy's. She, she invented the square Wendy's. burger at Wendy's. Do you think she did? Imagine if she did. Imagine amazing. that. No, it's not Wendy's. Andy, what do you think? Wimpy. Is she involved? Or Little Chef? Is she involved in Little Chef? Also good guesses, but no, you're absolutely wrong. She owns a McDonald's uh, near Buckingham Palace. What? Because she never sells her property. Right. Her thing Her thing is she never sells her property. And McDonald's like, we want to buy a McDonald's, right? We want to put a McDonald's near Buckingham Palace because there's loads of tourists. And she goes, no, but I'll, I'll rent it to you. Uh, and so, hence, she owns the McDonald's. She's the franchise. She's got a franchise. She's got a franchisee. She's got yeah. a McDonald's. Fr- so, she, if you think about it, she could pop in there anytime she wants for a Big Mac. Oh my God! Do they have Egg Royale? I just feel Royale? like it's way more likely that they have some sort of secret tunnel from that McDonald's straight into the palace, and she just yeah. gets her like sausage and egg McMuffin in the morning. That they, would be they amazing. Love, they love secret tunnels. Wasn't there like a secret tunnel under West Ham's ground or something to do with Anne Boleyn or something like that? Was that is that completely made up? I don't think West Ham were around in the. Uh, <laughs> In the 1500s, mate. Anyway, yeah. So, so like I say, she doesn't. Um, she she wouldn't sell them the property. So they said, "Well, do you want to buy a franchise?" And she bought the franchise. She owns the franchise. So if you go and buy a Big Mac from the McDonald's back in the palace, you're paying the Queen. The Queen's getting a, a little cut of that sweet action. I quite like that she likes it. That she has a Mickey D's under her belt. While, while Andy's googling, do you want to guess, Louise, what uh, what you, what you think the go-to order for Queen Elizabeth II is? Um, quarter pounder with cheese. Um, mm-hmm. Large fries, no drink, yeah. and six chicken nuggets. No drink, yeah. Six chicken nuggets. I'm, yeah, I'm. I, I agree with you. I think she has quarter pounder with six nugs on the side on the rail. Yeah. yeah, but I think she does have a drink, and I think she has a Fanta. Fanta. Oh, Fanta, old school, kind of like it. Do you remember root beer? There was a bit. There was a time when root beer was a thing, and then it wasn't a thing. It tasted like root beer. Tastes like the stuff that you swill your mouth with when you go to the dentist. Um, I'm afraid my search for the the uh, tunnel between West Ham's ground and where Amber Lynn lived has proved uh, absolutely fruitless. So if anyone has heard that rumour, 
I just remember yeah, being a tunnel. Because there was no football stadiums. In she used to, used to go to a pub nearby or something like that. There was something like that. Get in touch at Board Game Thing. Speaking of Board Game Thing, we had a couple of messages come in. Saul, Saul James, what a great name, says, Hi, Bush's Board Game Thing. I'm a big fan, first-time caller. Alongside your awesome podcast, I also listen to the Lovecraft Investigations podcast, an HP Lovecraft-inspired inspired thriller podcast. Uh, if you haven't heard it, check it out. It says, anyway, inspired by that and also your previous reviews, is Arkham Horror worth getting into? Is it quick to get into? Plenty of playability. Well, there's two different things. There's Arkham Horror, the board game, which is big, takes ages. Uh, it's brilliant, but it's huge and takes a long time to play. Also, the Arkham Horror card game, which I would recommend. We've also reviewed um, uh, Arkham Noir, which is the solo little tiny noir-style card game, which is also brilliant to get into as well. So, Sol, thank you for listening. and uh, Give that game a try and let us know what you think. And then Catherine Tory has messaged us to say, hey, I'm the promoter team at Coco and Den. We think you'd be perfect to help promote our carbon-neutral jewellery. Please direct no, message and Olivia will get back to you ASAP. No, mate, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a thing to the... I think that's just a bit of spam, mate. I don't Is it? Think she's got in touch with us in particular to say that we would, we would be just, great to model the carbon-neutral Yeah, jewelry. no, I know. I just can't see you doing, like, you know, necklaces and earrings and stuff. I just... I, oh, we get very maybe free, I'm wrong. Very maybe few I'm wrong. free just, things on this podcast. I just thought that, you know... Imagine me, you and Lomo walking around with some fantastic earrings and yeah. bracelets and I stuff. Like I like it. I'm, in, I'm up for it. Louise is up for it. Well, you know, if, if you don't want the jewellery, Brian, I'll have your jewellery or whatever. Well, the, I know you're, I'm too busy because I'm, I'm busy promoting that Cialis uh, campaign that came in to the, to the <laughs> inbox. The other um, okay, watch, watch this space on that. Right, final little things here then, people. Um, I have some recommendations of other games to keep an eye out for in 2022. Ark Nova. Don't know anything about it, but I like the name of it. Uh, Frostpunk, the board game. Sounds cool. Oh, another video game that's made it into the world of board games. The Witcher board game. The Witcher Old World. Oh, really? Which is quite oh, cool. I'd love to play that. And then, conversely, they've turned Root, a board game that we've played before on Board Game Thing, into a role-playing game. Root, the role-playing game core book where you get to play as an animal. What an amazing thing. This has been uh, Series 4 of Bush's Board Game Thing, powered by Zatu Games. Like I say, check out a lot of the games we've been talking about on Zatu's website now and stay safe. Stay safe.